Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees have quickly gotten their new hitting coach, who will be former major leaguer Sean Casey, also former of MLB Network, kind of a surprise there. And, of course, it uh, looks like uh, actually Garrett Cole would participate in the All-Star game. And, uh, you know, so I kind of thought, you know, maybe since he started Saturday, he wouldn't, but he would, so he would be the lone Yankee representative. Wowie. So we'll get into all that, but make sure you follow, subscribe to this podcast, as well as check out the latest interview, which is available now on YouTube. It's kind of what I've been keeping secret. It's an interview with Brian Hoke. He's the uh, Yankee beat writer for MLB.com. Again, any Yankee fan, I'm sure you've read his dozens of his articles. He's been covering the Yankees again since 2007. So if you've been on Yankee.com, any news story there or uh, injury updates, that's pretty much Brian Hoke. So he's kind of knows his team in and out. Uh, he just has a book just came out on the July 11th, uh, 62, Aaron Judge, New York Yankees, and the pursuit of greatness. It was about Judge's home run chase last season uh, to get to 62. Obviously, he wanted to try to get a little higher than that, but nevertheless, a lot of people seen that as the real new single-season home run record. Of course, you know, people look at Judge as done it clean, whereas Bonds in the 7-3 might be a little tainted there. Of course, you could have that argument with you and your other baseball friends, but nevertheless, go check out, go to YouTube, uh, check out the interview. It's there. It's available now with Brian Hoke. Uh, we'll get a rip of that and put it here in the podcast version as well. If you just, you like this, close your eyes and listen versus view. I don't know why, but go to YouTube. It's there, but nevertheless, make sure you follow and subscribe because what I'm going to tell you right now, it's exclusive for you podcast subscribers. So getting the full thoughts on Sean Casey, I may mention it briefly elsewhere, but it's, I would you're going to get the elongated version here on the podcast. So that's why you want to be a subscriber. So the Yankees, um, you know, I guess they have to show the fans something because you can't just fire the whole team. Especially you got a bunch of guys like Stanton and DJ LeMay locked into like long term deals. Uh, so what you do is uh, you fire the hitting coach. You got to blame somebody. Now uh, this is something Cashman hasn't done before in his tenure as GM for the Yankees to fire coaches midseason. But I think it's to a point where just you have so many hitters batting in the two hundreds. I mean, the Yankees right now are like the third lowest in team batting average in the American League. So it's just, they're probably just barely better than Oakland. And that's not saying much. So they need improvement. They need more contact. They need more hitting, need more, a high batting average. So it's just so bad to the point where they had to let Lawson go. And then the, the search is on for the new hitting coach. They said they were going to go outside the organization instead of promoting someone, um, you know, from within the system. And again, this is kind of out of left field a little bit. This is, you know, not something I would expect it, but a higher former player, uh, Sean Casey, guy he had his best years with the Cincinnati Reds and it kind of late in his career, bounced around a little bit with uh, Detroit, I believe maybe a little Pittsburgh, a little Boston on his way out there. Uh, but a solid hitter. And again, if you're a baseball fan and you've been watching him since uh, 2009 uh, when he retired, uh, been on MLB Network for the past 15 years and yeah, pretty informative, pretty excitable guy, entertaining there. Now, you know, he's never really coached before. This is all sort of new to him. So he's going to be able to do this. I don't know. But at least give you the tail of tape as a player. Play 12 seasons. Again, his best years were with Cincinnati. And he was like a legitimate 300-plus type hitter every season. Even, you know, towards the end there, he had a couple of years where he was injured a little bit. And, you know, a little downtime. But still finished his career as a 302 hitter. So, you know, it's quite impressive there. Uh, 12 years in the majors. A, a three-time All-Star. And he's known Boone for a while, and Boone and him were teammates back in Cincinnati. And even before that, they I guess they've had some sort of relation. Boone said he's known him for 30 years, so I guess they just go back a bit there. And he's, you know, he's a left-handed hitter. He's kind of those, this pure type of Tony Gwynn slash John Cruck type of this 
George Brett kind of average type hitters. Not say he's as good as George Brett or good as Tony Gwynn, but just kind of contacted it with basically what the Yankees need. Basically, someone's going to spray the ball around. You know, he's not, he's not a dead pole hitter. He's able to go opposite field. He's just a pure hitter. Again, a guy that's always, usually batting over 300 there, and that's pretty much what the Yankees need. The whole question is now, how's he going to fit in here? Uh, number one, a lot of the Yankee players that are struggling are right-handed hitters, and these are left-handed hitters. I mean, I know hitting's hitting, but is he going to be able to like help Stanton understand Stanton? Because again, it's the other side of the plate that remains to be seen. And you know how are they going to feel about him? Sort of like you know he's just doing this for the first time. I'm sure they'll respect him. They're not, you know they're not going to just blow the guy off. But if you kind of see him as just another, well, you're just kind of an older player and that was around a little bit, and you're not some like great batting whiz with all these accolades. So how are they going to view him? How are they going to get along? I don't know. I even said this when they got rid of Lawson that I think hitting coaches have very little to do, maybe with some individual players, minor tweaks. But if you're talking about the entire team, I don't think he's going to make a difference where these guys are going to start raking left and right. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I just don't think a hitting coach has that much. The players to play, you know, does he still have the bat speed? Can he still play the game? That's usually what it is. Now, you know, when you get a little older, you got to maybe start the bat up quicker. You got to maybe put the hands back, whatever, put the hands forward more. I don't know. Um, little things like that. I don't think a, a hitting coach makes that much of a difference. And that's why you don't see hitting coaches stay that long. I mean, usually every one or two years, teams are just changing them out. So that kind of tells you all you need to know. Same thing with pitching coaches. And I think pitching coaches is a little bit different. You do see them linger around a little bit more, especially the good ones like Mel Stoudemire or Leo Mazzoni with Bobby Cox there for a while there. So for some reason, they seem to stick around a little bit. But even them, you know, there's only really so much they could do. Maybe they could help a younger player for the most part. But other than that, but I'm thinking in terms of the hitters, it's really on them. So they bring in Casey. It's a little outside the box. I like it. It's okay. He's cool. And he has a little personality. You know, is he going to be able to get in these guys' faces a little bit? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so, but that's the move the Yankees make. Not sure yet if they announce what number he's going to have. Not that it really makes a difference. But again, it's going to be interesting. And he's a bit of a character himself. So, you know, maybe this lightens up the, the bench a little bit just because they might be stiff just the way the Yankees, you know, just haven't been, you know, haven't been great lately. Um, you know, they went into the All-Star game in fourth place and just maybe a, just a game above being knocked back into the fifth place cellar again, which probably going to happen as soon as the, the season starts up again. Uh, but again, they just got to get these batting averages up because, you know, I just kind of mentioned the last episode. You got Stanton hitting 200. I mean, this guy, when he came to the Yankees, he was the 2017 National League MVP, and now he's like a 200 hitter. I mean, okay, you figure, you know, he's not going to be as good as he was, you know, five years ago, but you can't be hitting 200. And Donaldson, like, yes, he's getting his home run and stuff like that, but you can't be hitting 150. And Oswaldo Cabrera hitting like 195. It's just like too many guys is down in the dumps. And it's just doesn't look like a professional baseball team. I know the game's different now. It's all, you know, walk, strike out, a home run. And you don't see too many 300 hitters and contactors. I get that. But you can't have the point where, I mean, DJ LeMay has got to be better than 250, 260. Claybar Torres, come on. Like 2019, he was like a legit, someone close to 300 hitter. Like, what, he's not like a young, I mean, he's still a young guy. He's like 25. 26 like he can't be this bad so let's see if he can tweak these guys i don't think he's gonna but let's just go with it so welcome sean casey to the yankee family and again the other news with garrett cole uh, again i was a little surprised that he um was gonna be in the all-star game i mean not being it but uh, participate just because he pitched saturday but i guess technically it'll be a throw day so um he actually was named the american league starter so Okay, so the Yankees get a, a little presence in the All-Star game. Uh, just pitched the first inning, had three flyouts, nothing really dramatic. Usually when someone starts the All-Star game, they pitch the first two innings, but I guess 
They're just being very extra protective of the pitches because they don't want any situations like, you know, what happened with Edwin Diaz blowing his uh, Achilles out in the World Baseball Classic during the offseason there. So I guess they just want to really baby these pitchers, which is why I was kind of surprised Cole even started. But whatever, he started. Free flowers, fine, he's gone. Hope he had a good time there. Um, so that's it with Garrett Cole. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, this just shows you, you know, the way this Yankee team has been this is bad hitting. They got no position players participating in this game. Would have been judged if he didn't have the hurt toe, but other than that, nobody. So it just goes to show this Yankee offense has been, you know, this putrid. And uh, that's why Sean Casey's here to turn it around. So that's the episode. A little short and quick there. So I gave you the tail of the tape of Sean Casey. Make sure you go over to the YouTube. Look for Section 420 Talking Yankees. Look for the latest episode with Brian Hoke. Catch the interview. Go on Amazon. Go get his book. I went through it. I got an advanced copy of it. It's very informative. Kind of like does a parallel between Judge's Chase and goes back to Babe Ruth and Roger Maris. Kind of tell a few stories as they were going through their seasons back in 61 and 27. So he kind of mirrors all three of them. And coincidentally, all three of them Yankee right fielders, as well as he basically documents documents each of the games that judge hit a home run in and kind of what happened in fine detailed notes kind of take you back some of those memories you might remember some of those games some of the two home run games or some some of the grand slams he hit it was like oh yeah i remember that one like that right there. and actually and it takes it through not only just the getting number 62 there but it's also just the playoff run there because you know we saw judge during the chase to get 62 definitely took himself out of his shoes you know uh the whole year he was pretty much composed but you know he was trying to get that 61 and 62 we saw judges change a little bit you know swing outside the zone getting a little jumpy there going after the first pitch again things we didn't see judge through the whole season there so kind of threw him out of whack which probably hurt the yankees during the playoffs not saying they would have beaten houston if they had judge playing a little bit better and then kind of takes it through the off season and leading up to getting the big 360 million dollar contract so you get your money's worth of this book it's almost like 400 pages so go check out the book again it's called 62 aaron judge the new york yankees and the pursuit of greatness and hope to catch you on the next episode 